What's going on, guys? This is Eric, and you're listening to The Brush Up, right running through the headlines of news, sports, and media. This is episode 7, so let's just get right into it. First piece of good news is that GoodRx started a $40 million charitable plan to give free prescriptions to low-income patients. So if you don't know what GoodRx is, they are a website and mobile app that compares medication prices so that people can get the best deal on the drugs that they need. And they started this charitable plan by partnering with the National Association of Free and Charitable Clinics. And the initiative is a multi-year plan, so it's not just going to only occur uh, during the pandemic here in 2021, but it's going to go on for several more years. And it's expected to provide $5 million worth of medications just 2021 alone. And this is all started on the backbone of a study that GoodRx did and that this study showed that 56 million fewer prescriptions have been filled during the first six months of the pandemic. So people uh, were likely unable to afford the prescriptions that they need due to increased unemployment rates. So what GoodRx is doing is these people do need their prescriptions, so they're going to try to roll them out free to those people that most need it so that they can get the treatment that they truly need. I think this is a great thing that GoodRx is doing. Many people are going through some financial trouble because of the pandemic. So just allowing these people to get the medications that they need uh, that are essential to their life is a great thing. Next piece of good news is that 65% of Americans said that the pandemic was a real wake-up call to reach out and help their communities. A survey during the pandemic showed that 52% of people volunteered for the first time. So this survey is really broken up into categories to show where these people volunteered as well. And apparently 35% volunteered in delivering food to essential workers, 23% volunteered to help the elderly, 20% volunteered in common ways, and the rest were just, I guess, other ways <laughs> of volunteering. But of these uh, people, 7 out of 10 say that they were hesitant to volunteer due to safety concerns, which I can totally understand. Like, yeah, you want to go help the elderly and the essential workers, but at the same time, you don't want to go out, get the virus, and then give it to these people and, you know, spread it to the, as uh, more than it's already being spread. So I can see that there's a little bit of give and take, kind of a hard decision, but I'm really happy to learn that 52% uh, of people that volunteered were first-time volunteers. And last piece of good news um, is that Canada started a dark vessel detection program. This program uses satellite technology to uh, track illegal fishing boats or illegal fishing vessels. And they're called dark vessels uh, because they turn off their location transmitters to avoid detection. So they're just out in the water fishing it up without uh, being able to be noticed so that they can just haul in whatever they want. And these vessels do contribute to a large decline in fish stocks and marine habitat uh, destruction. So the program will help both endangered species and the livelihood of those fishermen, men and women who legally fish the waters. So you got to think there's companies, uh, commercial fishermen and women that uh, probably pay to be able to go out and fish these waters and can only bring in a certain haul, probably, I don't know if it's daily, weekly, monthly, what, but it's like that they can only bring in a certain haul. But these people that are going out turning off all their detection systems and uh, just fishing it up until they're, I guess, full, really. They're really causing harm because um, then all these different species of fish are being overfished and this will lead to uh, decline in number of the species and making more species endangered. So it's a good thing Canada's doing with that. Um, apparently the satellite technology really just hones in on ships and uh, talks back with like the generic transmitters that they're supposed to use and then if 
one doesn't line up correctly, then they start tracking that to see what it's actually doing. So a little scary to know that <laughs> they can just look right at you from the top down, but uh, you know, it's helping the ecosystem and environment. So good job, Canada. And now moving on to U.S. and world news. Some of you might have heard about this, but at least eight people were found dead at three different spas in Atlanta area on Tuesday. So police evidence has led them to believe that the same suspect is responsible for all of these three shootings. Apparently at the first spa, I believe it was four people died. And then the second spa was three died and one injured. And then there was one final spa across the street from the second spa where one person died. Um, And there's video footage that show a similar looking man at each place within the day. This man has been found and apprehended about 150 miles south of Atlanta. Authorities are looking into if it was kind of a hate crime or just a pure act of violence. And the reason they're looking into this is because six out of eight people that were killed were Asian women. Uh, Currently, there is no confirmation that the shootings were racially motivated, but Given the numbers, um, it still has to be questions, and the investigation is ongoing. So, I mean, prayers out to the eight families, or I guess nine with the one lady that was also hurt. And, um, yeah, it's horrible to hear this. So, moving on to the next piece of news. Texas Attorney General says a lawsuit filed against an energy company will keep 24,000 Texans from paying about $30 million in unpaid bills. So the lawsuit is holding the energy company accountable for the escalation of prices during the winter storm that just occurred. I've talked about it in the past few episodes. But apparently this energy company was raising their prices for people that needed the energy um, because they saw it as a time where they could make an extra profit, I guess, with everything that was going on. I mean, heat bills, I mean, I don't even know if they have heat down there, but if they did, heat bills would skyrocket compared to what they normally do because they never really have to heat houses uh, the rest of the year. But many people did struggle to survive, and then this company's just <laughs> charging them massive amounts on their bills. So it's good that the attorney general is going out and holding the actual company accountable so that these people don't have to pay this $30 million in unpaid bills. I don't know if the $30 million is like extra that's on top that um, the company made extra profits on because of the escalated prices or if that's from the baseline all the way down. Uh, so there's kind of hold them for everything. So good job there. I mean, it's really horrible to take advantage of people that are kind of going through a downtime. So. Next piece of news is that Angie's List, everybody's probably heard of Angie's List online platform. It's undergoing a rebranding. So this popular website uh, gives reviews of contractors, but they no longer do this. And that's why they're retiring the name of Angie's List because it's kind of just linked to only reviewing contractors. But the company will now just be called Angie. And like I said, this is because they uh, own other services and have other services, have other services, excuse me, besides just reviewing uh house related services so for one example something a lot of you probably have heard of is home advisor apparently angie or angie's list whatever you want to call it this time um they own uh home advisor which i believe helps you on prices for finding new homes and things like that so yeah i mean it's a good idea i think uh they're no longer just a list of good and bad contractors i guess now they are definitely branched out so yeah, and they chose the name Angie because that's what their uh, stock market, um, gosh, what is it called? It's called the stock market sign. I forget what that's called. Um, but yeah, apparently it's A-N-G-I, so that's what they're going with, A-N-G-I, Angie. 
Next piece of news is that Spain, Germany, France, and Italy all halt the rollout of the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. There has been some concerns about the vaccines causing blood clots in the people it's administered to, yet the halt is against the advice of international medical agencies. Uh, the World Health Organization advised against it, along with some uh, national uh, health organizations that were in each of these countries. Uh, Italy apparently had one man fall ill and then died after taking the shot as a result of a blood clot. This was all... Uh, this now results in much of Europe suspending the vaccination of their citizens with the AstraZeneca COVID vaccine. There's not yet been a direct correlation between the blood clots and the vaccine, but countries are waiting for some quick experiments to see uh, if there is a link. So it sounds like the suspension is lasting about two weeks, could be more, depending on how testing goes uh, to see if blood clots actually are caused or not caused. But AstraZeneca actually released a statement stating that their vaccine is safer or safe after uh, the review of 17 million people that were administered with it. Of the 17 million, there's 15 events of DVT and 22 events of pulmonary embolism uh, that have been reported in conjunction with the vaccine. I don't know what DVT is or is really what pulmonary embolism is, but I'm guessing these are both kind of blood clot side effects. But these numbers, the 15 plus 22 out of 17 million is lower than the number that's expected to occur naturally in the population of that size with a vaccine. So AstraZeneca is trying to say like, you guys are freaking out for nothing. Um, you're never going to get perfect results in a total population. So I guess that uh, 15 or 22 out of 17 million is, you know, low. I mean, I, it's low enough. That's way, way below like is that like a thousandth of a percent, something like that? So AstraZeneca has previously been under fire from the EU already on their vaccine because they haven't been able to deliver the number that they promised. So AstraZeneca is really just getting the shit now from uh, <laughs> the EU because first they're getting hate on not being able to deliver enough vaccines. And now it's like, whoa, your vaccine's causing these other problems. But I mean, if the World Health Organization and everybody else uh, says it's good, they know more than me. I'm not a medical expert, but... If they say it's safe and these events are unrelated or they're related in a sense where the percentages are so low that it's just going to be naturally occurring within the population, I guess, then it's A-OK. Um, next piece of news is that companies are analyzing their position of remote work post-pandemic as many people are becoming vaccinated and society is looking to return to some sort of normalcy. So because of the pandemic, everybody kind of moved to working remotely, as everybody knows. So at their kitchen table, in their bedroom, or somewhere else in their home. And the line between life and work has really become a blur because when you go to work, you probably just get up, open a door to your bedroom, and then you're in your office. Or maybe if you're still in your bedroom, you're always in your office. So post-pandemic companies are... Some companies are planning to stay 100% remote, but others like Microsoft and Reddit are actually going to do a hybrid approach. And this would give employees more freedom of where they want to work in the office or at home. But with the blend of remote and office workers, there definitely could become problems of inequality within the company. So if you think about you're somebody that goes into work every day in the office and you're seeing your boss regularly, you're going to build a face-to-face -face interaction with them and have a better relationship. And this could eventually leave lead, sorry, to a better chance of promotion than somebody that's working remotely from home just because you already have that uh, interaction with them. So this is some bias that could occur that people are really trying to get away from. And 
prior to the pandemic, some companies actually called back remote working to increase communications between coworkers and department leaders because of this problem. And this was done, uh, for example, by Yahoo in 2013 or IBM in 2017. So it's really going to be a challenging time ahead for many companies of how to determine like who to promote and things like that. But another side of it is how to correctly pay employees that are working remotely compared to people that are in office. Because if you think about it, also, I keep saying if you think about it, I'm sorry for that, but think about it. <laughs> uh, so say you're working in the office, right? And it's a place that has a really high cost of living, like, uh, I don't know, somewhere in California or somewhere on the East Coast like New York. And you're getting taxed at those rates of New York or California. But then at the same time, somebody's working at the New York or uh, California based company, but they live in Texas because they're working remotely and they don't have income tax there, state income tax there. So it's like you're getting paid the same gross, but your net's going to be different. I think I got those straight. If I got those wrong, I'm sorry. But I just want, just what I'm saying is your tax rates will be different. So you could have the same job as somebody else, but given where you live based on working remotely, you might actually make more. So it might actually become beneficial for employees to work remotely in different locations so that they can make more money than if they were in office. Now, I think companies will straighten this out somehow. Uh, I mean, it's going to be complicated, but I don't think it's fair to your employees if you all have like about the same standing jobs and your pays are that much different based on taxes and things like that. So good luck to companies. I think that's going to be a problem, but they're going to have to figure it out, I guess. I mean, what else are you going to do? You can't just... I mean, I guess you could just leave it and say, I mean, maybe it'd be a good trade-off. Like, hey, you're going to work remotely, but you're going to be less likely to get the promotion because you're not going to build those face-to-face interactions. But when you work remotely, you have the chance of actually making more money. So maybe that's the trade-off they'll do. They'll bluntly do, like, if you come in, you might get promoted. If you don't, you'll make more. So I don't know. Good luck to companies, like I said. But now moving on to sports. Uh, Fill out your NCAA brackets, everybody. Looking at some predictions that I just saw online, I saw a lot of Gonzaga versus Illinois in the final. And, I mean, they're both ranked number one. Gonzaga's ranked number one in the West. Illinois is ranked number one in the Midwest. So, I mean, they're really just kind of doing <laughs> number ones in the finals. And it was pretty split who actually won the game when I looked at uh, some mock brackets. Uh, they're pretty 50-50 with Gonzaga and Illinois in the finals. So, flip a coin if you're going to go that route and pick who it is there's also some other brackets that had alabama winning but most brackets didn't really have many upsets when i looked at them it was really just like you take the higher rank and that's who you put to win every time i mean that's probably the safe bet but anybody that really follows like ncaa brackets or like the bracket um knows that upsets happen all the time i mean we're now in the time where every positional seed has beat their uh counterpart in the first game uh just happened with the 16 seed being the one seed a few years back so yeah fill out your bracket send them in see if you can win it i forget how much you can win if you get the bracket i think it's like a million dollars or something but i think your odds are like 24 billion to one or something ridiculous so good luck fill them out now moving on uh over to the nfl the chicago bears signed veteran quarterback andy dalton and I just thought this was interesting because after this signing, the odds of Chicago to win the Super Bowl actually fell from 40 to 1 to 50 to 1. So you're signing a brand new quarterback every trade that you do within your 
organization is definitely supposed to benefit your team and make your team better. But after signing Andy Dalton, Las Vegas odds saw that this actually made the team worse. So it really dropped down their uh, odds of winning the Super Bowl. So, I mean, if somebody already put their money in on the Bears, I guess then you have a better chance. Like, you're going to make more if they win. But I I think it's kind of funny to see that. Uh, a lot of Bears fans are kind of sad, I saw. And this is because the Bears were considering pursuing Russell Wilson if he were to be traded. But instead, they went with his near equal, if I had to say, with Andy Dalton. <laughs> but, yeah, a lot of people are upset because Russell Wilson versus Andy Dalton is night and day. Clearly, everybody's going to want Russell Wilson. Except if you're the Bears, then you want Andy Dalton, I guess. So, um, But moving on over to the NBA now, there's six games tonight. There's not a lot of games with top-ranking teams. The only one I saw was Hornets versus the Lakers. So if you can, catch that one. I've been trying to catch games, but something's wrong with how I'm trying to stream TV over the internet. So, But last night, the Bucks played uh, against the 76ers, so two... High-ranking teams once again played, and the Bucks actually squeaked out a win, 109-105. to uh, Now moving on into celebrity news. So I don't really know if this is celebrity news, but I mean, I guess they're famous, but Prince Harry and Prince William have planned a reunion after Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's interview. So I talked about the interview previously, but now the two brothers are apparently going to meet. They plan to meet in private first to break the ice because they do have a public and appearance together actually because there's going to be an, an installment of a princess diana statue to m- commemorate what would be her 60th birthday so apparently they're going to meet behind closed doors i mean hopefully all goes well i guess i mean you never want to see a family break up so yeah best luck to the two of them to settle their uh, beef i guess and yeah i hope that it can be a calm and easy day at the commemoration of princess diana uh, but now, fact of the week. I don't really know if this is a fact, but I watched a movie about it this week, so I wanted to throw it in. It's about Bob Lazar. I don't know if you guys heard of him in Area 51. So, who Bob, Bob Lazar is a guy who apparently worked at Area 51, specifically S4, which is a different like part of Area, or a specific part of Area 51. And apparently, he worked on the propulsion system of alien spacecraft so he like 30 years ago he released an account of like a news story everything that he's done and that he's working on because he thinks that the public should know about it and he just thinks that uh, it's not fair that the government's hiding it from everybody so what he said he was working on was a gravity-based propulsion system so they're using this element element 115 which now it kind of exists. Um, it's been synthesized, but I think it only lasted for like 200 or is it two? It was either like two or 200 milliseconds because it was an unstable isotope of it. But in chemistry, when you're creating different elements, there's a ton of different isotopes um, for different valued elements. And some are stable and some are unstable. So apparently, Bob Lazar said that they had a stable version of element 115 and this affected how gravity moved around it. There was what was called the cloud experiment where there was some element 115 laying in a chamber apparently and it actually bent light around it because of its gravitational force. So he stated that he worked on uh, this propulsion system but he wasn't able to see a lot of the other things like the communications or anything else but he was able to see the uh, the ships themselves. So apparently he worked on one but they had nine all of which looked different. 
Um, and he said that like, the ships were made for like three foot tall beings. And yeah, he said like everything was very otherworldly, like nothing was even close to what you could find here on Earth. So I just found it very interesting. So I'm going to tell you guys to go and check out Bob Lazar's story. It's 30 years later and he, he's not like pleading his case, but he still stands true on what he said. Um, and one like big thing that stuck out to me is that he said he's never made a cent on like coming out and talking about it. He continuously gets his business right now that he has raided. Um, actually in the movie, the guy, they like, they walk out in the woods cause they don't want anybody listening to him. Cause Bob Lazar thinks that he's being spied on by like the FBI and government and stuff. So they walk out in the woods and then they like, the interviewer and Bob's are like throw their phones off to the side or something. Or like they had them on them, but then eventually they threw them off to the side and they started talking about how Bob Lazar actually stole some of this element 115 because he wanted to have it outside of uh, Area 51 to like to maybe show the world or something, but he's like never actually released it. But the, the next day after he stated or had this interview in the middle of the woods about stealing some of the element 115 the fbi and a bunch of other like organizations like the sheriff department showed up to his work location like the business he owns and just did a full sweep of it apparently they said they were looking for some documents because somebody like illegally ordered something i think but when they were there apparently they were taping off the floor like by several square foot patches and thoroughly going through each area and he was super confused like this is not um how you would want to go back through a purchase order. Um, this is definitely something different. He's like, we could have sell this other uh, problem over a phone call, but yeah, apparently they came in and got raided. Maybe there's some truth to what he's saying. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I believe in aliens. There's way too much going on out there for there not to be other life forms. But I mean, just for the U S to have nine craft, which that's what seems really weird to me. How would we have nine compared to like, well, other countries definitely have to have some too because there's no way we just have all nine. Um, and he also stated that some of the craft came from like archaeological digs. It wasn't like they all crash landed and the government instantly went there to get them. Some of them were like dug out. So if you can picture like archaeologists just brushing away thinking they're about to find some dinosaur bone, the next thing they know they hit metal. So yeah, but I just encourage everybody to check it out. I'm not stating that what he's saying is fact. Um, I'm just saying it's very interesting and really kind of provoked my brain to think about it more. So please go check it out if you'd like. Um, it's on Netflix. I think it's called Bob Lazar, Area 51 and UFOs, something like that. You could just type in Bob Lazar on Netflix and it'll pop up. But now moving on to Heat of the Week. I only have one song. It's Lost by NF. Um I mean, maybe it was a slow week in music this week where I overlooked some new songs. That's the only one I found. <laughs> I don't know a lot of people like NF. I like NF. Uh, I mean, sing some sad stuff, but I enjoy it. But uh, that's going to wrap up episode seven here. Thank you all for listening, and I look forward to seeing you guys in episode eight. Just found out uh, right after making this, I keep calling it episode seven. It's my fuck up. It's episode eight. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for listening to episode eight. I'll see you in episode nine.